talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Critically analyzing global affairs. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Still coming to you live from Acapulco, Mexico at the Anarchapulco uh, event. A lot is going on here, but first uh, let me remind people of Julian Assange's plight. Um, a very important date is coming up in a couple of days. Last December, Assange's two-day public hearing was announced for February 20th and 21st at the UK High Court to determine whether Julian will have permission to appeal or whether he'll be extradited to the United States. TNT will be at the Royal Courts of Justice broadcasting and covering the entire two days if required. Then TNT will broadcast from various locations throughout London. Also, the London premiere of the Trust Fall, Julian Assange, will be at Rio Cinemas on Sunday, February 18th at 1 p.m. The film will be followed by a panel discussion and Q&A with Tariq Ali, Kristen Kraft, Raffinson. I interviewed him about four years ago on my podcast. Very cool, dude. Uh, and hopefully, Stella Assange. To find out more, go to Google and search for the Trust Fall Julian Assange London premiere. And this morning, I was um, shaken out of my bed. It was an earthquake here in Acapulco. Absolutely crazy. There was one last night during the Anarchapulco event yesterday afternoon. I sensed the ground shake for a moment. Um, and this morning, 6 a.m., the building where I'm staying in um, <laughs> was shaking. And I had to jump out of bed uh, and see if anyone else is jumping. Well, what's going on? Uh, I just I just went back to bed and I assumed everything would be all right. Uh, and indeed, it was an earthquake. Uh, you got to hand it to the people here in Acapulco. They're living their ordinary life is hurricanes multiple earthquakes narcos <laughs> it's like wh which way are you gonna go out but um yeah not an easy life uh here and i did do some research mexico seems to be the most one of the country the country one of the countries with um the most active volcanoes and tectonic plates and whatnot so you know in guadalajara where i usually reside um it was about 10 years ago we, we felt an earthquake and so interesting times uh, a lot of stuff is going on i thought i'd also mention as well um I, we had david avocado uh, avocado wolf as the the first speaker today and he was hilarious he's really uh, a firebrand uh he's gonna be here all week uh, i think i'm gonna see if i can chat with him later he's supposed to be playing uh he does drums so he's supposed to be playing with max egan at max egan's bar tonight or tomorrow night which i can see from where i'm <laughs> uh sitting and we had the flat earth guy speaking david weiss i think is his name i can't really i can't quite get there sorry but uh anyways interesting stuff alaskan man is first reported person to die of are you, are you sitting down for this alaska pox virus <laughs> they're running they're running out of names alaska pox virus um which comes from a stray cat seriously uh 
elderly man in Alaska has died from Alaska pox, the first known fatality from the recently discovered virus. Right, recently discovered in Bill Gates's computer or something. Uh, it's unclear how the man contracted the virus, but officials say it's possible that it could be linked to a stray cat that lived with him. Uh, the man who lived in remote Kenai Peninsula was hospitalized last November and died in late January. He was undergoing cancer treatments. Uh, he had a suppressed immune system because of the drugs. Kind of sounds like the whole HIV thing again. Um, it says Alaska box, also known as AKPV, is related to smallpox, cowpox, and mpox. So, yeah, I guess we're going to have to lock everyone down, down again and inject them. Alaska box. All right. Um, EU officials start crafting censorship guidelines for big tech companies ahead of 2024 selections. The EU says it wants to protect democracy. No, they want to protect dictatorship. The EU has announced it's putting together guidelines for election integrity. The process of drafting these uh, instructions, a part of the Digital Services Act was initiated with you got to love it. Public consultation, right? They probably consulted the public and then didn't care what any of us said. And I mean, you can clearly see a trend here now. I mean, on top of that, you have Germany's top security official wanting easier ways to track right wing extremist financing uh, and plans to set up early recognition unit to detect far right and foreign disinformation campaigns as early as possible so they can detect people who are not voting the way that they want to vote in the EU and Germany. Is that really democracy? No, people should have access to all information and they decide. It's not the governments that decide. It's we're supposed to decide. But what they're saying is we need to set, a, set up a system where we will decide what the information is for you. I mean, th that's no more. That's no, We don't have any more freedom. That's not freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of choice. It's like basically this sophisticated totalitarian system where they tell us who to vote for. Um, and on top of I mean, this was interesting. Finland's uh, new president uh, was elected over the weekend. Um, Finland's presidential election was won by the ex-prime minister, Alexander Stubb. The interesting detail here, um, Alexander Stubb, the former prime minister, attended Bilderberg in 2015. Um, when he was finance minister, and now he's become the president. So again, they are selecting our leaders for us. That, that's the true democracy. That is true democracy. Uh, uh, and then also, you know, speaking of Germany, Germany's uh, Bloomberg reports that Germany's days as an industrial superpower are coming to an end as political paralysis grips Berlin, the energy crisis was the final blow for a growing number of manufacturers. Uh, and uh, so, so uh, yeah, basically, it's explaining that what we've all been talking about for the past two years now, particularly the consequences of the Ukraine war and the the, the policies that Brussels and, and Germany are being forced to undertake by Washington and London are leading to, to deindustrialization, neo-feudalism, the erosion of the middle class. Uh, they're shutting down companies all over to deindustrialization neo-feudalism the erosion of the middle class uh, they're shutting down companies all over 
um, Germany, I've spoken to Europeans and Germans and they say, yeah, this is what's what's um, happening. So I guess they're going to shift uh, the globalist manufacturing base elsewhere. All right. Interesting stuff. If you miss your favorite TNT show ever interview, uh, you can listen or watch uh, when you want, wherever you want. Just visit episodes over at tntradio.live. You can also go to rumble.com, bitshoot.com, brighton.com. We're also on all the major podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, Podbean, iHearts, and TuneIn. There's no reason to miss out on anything on today's News Talk TNT. Russia, gas prices, COVID mandates. It just doesn't seem like anybody's doing anything about it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. According to CBS News, several major credit card companies have decided to move forward with a plan to track purchases made at gun retailers in California. I mean, California. Here with the story, joining me now, TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Rory. Well, maybe they're just doing it because they don't think that, you know, firearms belong in the same category as wood chips. Um, what is he talking about? Well, you'll see. Uh, so this is American Express, Visa and MasterCard who will. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Um, I, I've seen a couple people use those. I don't know. They might be familiar. But yeah, the big ones, uh, pretty much the only credit cards out there. Uh, they're going to implement a new merchant code for firearm and ammunition retailers. This will conveniently allow banks. Banks. That's right. What? What is going on here? Yes, that's right. The banks are going to track, quote unquote, suspicious purchases, all in order to comply with their loving governments in California. It's a new law that they have out there. Uh, adopting the code, uh, this merchant code will not provide information about the specific items that are purchased at the retailer because, lo and behold, credit card companies don't record data at a SKU level. That's SKU. Uh, retailers are assigned merchant category codes based on the types of items that they sell. According to MasterCard's quick reference booklet, gun stores are currently assigned the quote-unquote miscellaneous or quote durable goods and quote merchant category code. Other businesses that are listed under those codes include gas lighting fixtures, musical instruments, fireworks, fire extinguishers, grave markers, luggage, and yes, as I mentioned earlier, wood chips. In 2022, the International Organization for Standardization, say that three times fast, approved a unique code for firearm retailers. California then passed a law requiring retailers to adopt the ISO's new code by May of 2025. The three major credit card companies previously agreed to assign the new code to gun retailers to allow banks to track firearm purchases more easily because that is very important. That's what we need to focus on, people. Get with the program. Uh, in September of 2022, 24 Republican state attorneys general wrote a letter to the companies urging them to reconsider. According to the AGs, implementing a unique code could maybe, possibly, probably violate citizens' rights. The letter argued, quote, categorizing the constitutionally protected right to purchase firearms unfairly singles out law-abiding merchants and consumers alike, end quote. Now, on the other side, supporters of the law believe that the implementation of a unique code, I hope you're sitting down for this, could prevent mass shooting incidents. Yep, that's all we got to do. The problem solved. 
sounds good to me. Uh, conservatives argue that the move will infringe on Second Amendment rights and potentially cause banks to flag and report so-called suspicious purchase patterns to targets, law-abiding Americans. Oh, my. Uh, in March of 2023, the companies agreed to halt their plan to implement the new code, uh, citing the pressure they received from Republican politicians. But here we are. And yesterday on Monday, CBS News stated that American Express, Visa, MasterCard have since reversed course and once again plan to adopt the new code to comply with California's law. Uh, I guess that it's going to be ready for use in California by May of 20. 25 herbori so um exciting i can't wait for the the rest of the world to jump on board with this kind of thing how about you i i'm i'm as you say i cannot wait uh, i was talking to some there's a bunch of californians down here at uh, anarchapulco uh and a number of them complain about this general situation in california and look you know the, this is the totalitarian tiptoe again into the algorithm ghetto first they start with guns uh and then they roll this stuff out with other items some of which you were listing and then you know eventually once once we're in a cashless system they, they can see every single purchase that you make and then they can penalize us um for them you know all the things that they're already discussing well you know I'll, we'll be talking more about this with terry the political article that i discussed yesterday the, their vision for the eu in 2040 where you've got a, a Nutra, forget what it was, like a Nutra score. Uh, so they, they're going to quantify your purchases of food, how much meat you're you're, you're purchasing, uh, how much car carbon emissions you're giving away. In this case, it's guns, um, which <laughs> I was actually talking with uh, a Texan. I was having lunch with a Texan today, old-fashioned Texan with a Texas cowboy hat. And he, we were talking about some of these subjects, and he was saying, um, we got our guns. You know, he loves his guns, and he says... Uh, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be difficult for them to take away the guns in America because they, they couldn't succeed in Afghanistan, right? Uh, the Afghans, you can't defeat the AK-47 was his argument um, because America could not defeat, I think he, he used the phrase, um, you know, Afghans with AK-47s on, on, on donkeys. You know, this they couldn't defeat it. So um, it's an, just another step towards gun control uh, but also another step towards the social credit system. And it's going to be difficult to imagine life where every single purchase you make literally is going to be quantified by the system. And then maybe the next time you try and go make that purchase, sorry, the system tells the clerk will say the system says, I can't tell you this. Sorry, uh, Ruckus. What, what do you think? It's just it's so weird that, you know, so California passes some sort of weird, obscure law and then you see how this works. So they're not the enforcers. Who's the enforcers? It's the banks who then put pressure on the credit card companies to comply. And then, you know, what choice do you have if then you, when you go to the store and you whip out your wad of like cash and they say, oh, I'm sorry, we don't take cash anymore because that money's dirty and it could be carrying disease like Alaska pox. So, you know, <laughs> this is a very dangerous, slippery slope right here. Um, but there is some a silver lining there. I'll, I'll give you the, you know, the good news out of this story, Harari. This is good news for the people who have like a severe addiction to wood chips. They can finally get themselves off of a terror watch list because of all of those, you know, uncategorized purchases they make on their credit cards. So that's a good thing.
I always use cash, even here at Acapulco yesterday, waiting in line for lunch, waiting a long time because again, the infrastructure isn't so good here. And they had the, 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 the card scanner, right? And the guy tried to pay. He didn't have any cash. I'm like, what are you doing? Isn't this whole anarchopolitical thing, anti-great reset thing about using cash and you don't have any and I, we're all waiting in line because the thing's not working and I got a pile of cash. And yeah, and, and that's the thing about, you know, in supermarkets, never take the, the, the point system in your local supermarket because that's how they're tracking, profiling you and your purchases. You get a little discount, but privacy always comes at a premium. And I'd rather pay extra money uh, to have my own privacy, to have a D-Google phone, to pay for a VPN, on and on. Uh, it goes, um, all right, Ruckus, uh, just uh, pay, pay for your wood chips in cash. All right, uh, hot tip there. Catch up with you in a bit. We got Terry Wolf coming uh, online. Feel free to call in chat with us. We'll be right back. TNT's Abby Roberts. So this is the headline in The Guardian. Pleasure of sex is a gift from God, but avoid porn. Pope advises. What is it with religious people and sex? Isn't there anything else that's 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 more important to worry about? And this is what uh, this is what Pope Francis uh, say. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it in an Italian accent just to be even more offensive. Sexual pleasure is a gift from God. But Catholics must avoid pornography, Pope Francis has said. The pontiff... Oh, I'll tell you what, though. He was all for giving people lots of pricks during 2021. Bloody hell. MRNA's fine, but just not porn. Abby Roberts on TNT. In a democracy, the majority vote rules. But in most democracies, you can only vote for change every three or four years. To understand what people want, governments and political parties use focus groups. These focus groups can include as little as 20 people. Australia is a country of over 25 million people. Does making decisions based on 20 people sound fair to you? Have your say. Be heard in between elections. Download the 4MySay app now. That is number four, my say. Without CO2, the world stops breathing. CO2 sustains all life on Earth. Government, the WEF, and the elite believe humans are the carbon they really want to be rid of. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. All right. No stranger to the program. Terry Wolf is joining us. Wolfpox.com. Um, winterchristian.substack.com he's got a number of books he's writing in another one he's been seen by millions on TikTok Alex Jones has played his videos he was recently I guess on James Dellingpole's podcast uh, how are you doing Terry and uh, tell us about your appearance on uh, Dellingpole's podcast yeah thanks for having me back on uh, this is a, an interesting one I, I did an interview on a Substack um, a written interview James Dellingpole noticed me on there. I guess he followed the guy. And so he invited me on to basically talk about my interpretation of the green writer of Revelation. Um, James Dellingpole is a, is a Christian. He has written a book called Watermelons, which is about the green movement and how they're green on the outside, but red on the inside. It's a, it's a communist ploy and stuff. So for him, it was a very big, uh, a very fitting sort of, putting the pieces together of this puzzle that he's been working on himself and my interpretation of revelation helped him out apparently. And, and so we talked about that. We talked about quite a few things. It was a, it was a great episode. I think it'll be available for the public probably in a week or two or something like that. It's behind a paywall right now, but 
yeah, I'm excited for people to be able to check that out. James Dellingpole was a a Breitbart editor. He's he's won a bunch of awards. He's a he's a cool guy. I was really excited to uh, be able to talk with him. It's cool to see our comrades in arms here appearing on uh, all these different platforms. And uh, you know what else happened over the weekend? Apparently, I, I almost didn't know that it, that it happened. Was the Super Bowl? I don't care at all pretty much for sports anymore. I see it as um, bread and circuses. There's a great clip I, I, I rewatched the over the weekend. Someone published a Bill Bill Cooper, right? Behold a pale horse. Some people say the government killed him. He was like the original Alex Jones, uh, they say. And Bill Cooper was saying, think about it. Why do they pay excessive millions to, you know, sports players? It, it, it doesn't make any logical sense uh, i forget the explanation that he had that it was um um yeah to, to create um divisiveness with the citizenry uh, i'm not sure but uh, what's uh, i'm sure a portion of canadians are also big into the super bowl uh, any thoughts on on the super bowl yeah i mean i think canada gets wrapped up in american sports uh because we basically grow up watching it we don't have the equivalent here so we're we're tuned into american sports and i've heard people talk about the super bowl a little bit but actually what i've seen more of is people finding out how small the super bowl's ratings are compared to other events uh, sporting events around the world and so that's that's kind of an interesting thing because i think this year they broke records they say it's the most watched television program of all time or something like that 123 million i think um, which is sounds amazing. It sounds very impressive. But when you look up the statistics, that's a drop in the bucket compared to what global uh, sports like the soccer, the winter games, the Olympics, um, and to everyone's surprise, cricket. Uh, now, I don't know if you know anybody who watches cricket, but apparently the Cricket World Cup got 2.6 billion viewers as opposed to the super bowls 120 some million of obviously football is not american football is not played around the world so you wouldn't expect people around the world to tune into it um and the world cup of soccer has five billion viewers when it's on uh which is just staggering and so uh, and then like the NBA is like 17 million. So that's like a 10th of the Super Bowl. So that this is the levels of magnitude and uh, really helps, I think, Americans and, and Canadians who are tuned into that to realize how small these events actually are on the global scale. And maybe there's something people can learn from that. I, I got a note on Bill Cooper. Uh, it's, it says that he called football simulated combat keeping the best of the manly men preoccupied instead of fighting against the NWO. And I, I did see a few clips of, I think they were Mexican-Americans in the U.S. watching the game, I guess the 49ers, and two separate video occasions where, I guess the 49ers lost. Look, I really don't even care. I'm not even following this stuff. But one of the men, sm they smashed the television in, in faint, like anger. And I'm just thinking like, it's like they're programming you like a lemon. You can, there's no way you can get me to care enough to 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 smash like oh my team like who cares? <laughs> this is just the game. Um, anyways, you had a, also uh, an interesting story on there was this boycott or, or 
regarding Tesla and the Super Bowl? Yeah, well, obviously the Super Bowl in some ways is actually famous more for its ads and advertising than it is for the actual playing. I mean, it's all it's been that way since I was a kid. And a tech CEO uh, from named Dan O'Dowd, um, who's a very you know fierce enemy of Elon Musk, he's been using the Super Bowl ad spots to try to boycott Tesla, to call for a boycott of Tesla. So um, here's a it's a CNN report. Um, here's a, a quote from this piece. Uh, last year, the group produced one ad showing Tesla vehicles it implied were using the full self-driving feature in a series of video tests by the Dawn Project. The cars run over a child-sized dummy on a school crosswalk and a fake baby in a stroller. Uh, two months after, this is a quote, two months after our ad aired, a child was hit by a uh, while coming off a school bus, Dan, Dan O'Dowd told CNN in a phone interview, it's completely intolerable. Why would Tesla not turn off its self-driving features on roads that it knows it's not safe on? This one thing will save lives and cost Tesla absolutely nothing. They say they have hundreds of hours of video showing uh, the self-driving features of Tesla malfunctioning and not being usable on different road conditions. So I, I thought that was interesting. Somebody would actually bother, because these are the most expensive ads in the in the world. Uh, they would use that to try to create a boycott of Tesla. I hate Tesla, and I think self-driving is uh, needs to be regulated and basically banned. But um, So this, this is an interesting one for me, that Super Bowl ads would get involved. Yeah, and I dislike the whole EV Tesla movement because, again, it's long-term. The end game is the 15-minute city. So, yeah, I've seen people like Mike, uh, was it, what's his name? Mike Maloney, Gold Silver, does great work. He's got a Tesla. Um, I saw John Bush, he's got a Tesla. Curtis Stone, who I met yesterday here, and our, and our book with a Canadian farmer. I'll see if I can get him on uh, to sit here with me uh, later this week. But uh, he's he's got a Tesla, but he, you know, for him, it works, he says, because he's got a sol solar, solar farm. He's got a bunch of solar um, panels. Uh, and and just to use them in his local town that, that has got a low population, um, it works. But if you're in like a big urban area um, where there's a lot of traffic, it, it's not really going to work. But again, the end, I guess anything to to, to take down the algorithm ghetto theories. So uh, and I think they are dangerous uh, as well. They don't do well with the cold. There are so many things. I don't know how they're going to get this algorithm ghetto uh, going. Terry, it's time for our headlines. We'll be right back. Now's a good time to break the big news. TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. Representative Elise Stefanik, known for her support of former President Donald Trump, has filed a bar complaint against New York Attorney General Letitia James, criticizing her handling of the civil fraud case against Trump. British Foreign Secretary David Cameron has expressed concern over Israel's further military actions in Rafah, southern Gaza, where around a million displaced Palestinian civilians are hosted. The common housefly, caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then, dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Whoa. Dinner's ready. Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. 
get stuck in our web. TNTradio.live. We're having a fun time in the chat. Someone was saying, did Hurvoya take cash with him? I think he has deep pockets. I, I could only wish <laughs> that I had uh, <laughs> deep uh, pockets. And they're also saying Bob Moran was recently on Delling Pole's podcast. So you're, you're in good company there. Um, Terry and people commenting on cricket, how it's massive. Uh, and they're saying, come on, Herve, you, you deep, deep down, you really do care about men kicking balls into a hole. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> someone says that the, the, uh, NEV in the chat says the cricket and Australian rules football went all corporate and woke. So I couldn't care less if I never see a corporate game ever again. Uh, Photon in the chat says modern day bread and circuses. Uh, and uh, so, uh, NEV also says that um, the best thing people can do is boycott and send them broke. Um, all right yeah and somebody uh let's let's jump back to canada from uh, a moment we we all months ago it was the big news that uh you had this nazi in the canadian parliament um that, that that they were honoring uh and now apparently canada is refusing to extradite the wanted nazi your your thoughts here yeah this is uh this is basically a follow-up the, the canadian government is declining and refusing to um you know, send this guy to um, to Russia. The Russia Russia Prosecutor General's office wants him to be uh, extradited, and um, this is you know because Nazis apparently you know their entire lives they have to be on the run. There is no statute of limitations on their on their punishment. Uh, the Canadian government is declining Russia's warrant for the SS veteran Yaroslav Hunka. That's that's the guy, um, citing the lack of an extradition treaty between the two countries. So, uh, you know, this 98-year-old, he's he's, you know, almost immovable. Um, you know, sitting in a wheelchair basically, and. Uh, he was honored with a standing ovation in the Canadian Parliament last year, um, and basically the government, the Canadian government, uh, apologized as if it was the fault of all Canadians, even though it was basically Christia Freeland and her suspicious Nazi connections that she has with her whole history and her family. And um, so this is an interesting follow-up where now they're not... You know, if he's a known SS member, he should be extradited according to the rules there. I don't think I particularly like that rule, but uh, if that's how it works, now they're they're refusing to extradite him, which kind of adds another layer to the story where it's like they're not even, you know, giving him up. They ref they honor him. They knew beforehand. They vetted him. It wasn't really an accident. I don't believe that they didn't know he was a Nazi, but now. Uh, now they're not extraditing him either. So it seems like they're just sheltering, protecting this guy. And, you know, we look at the history operation paperclip. So many Nazis came to the West, um, into NATO, into NASA, Werner mm. von Braun, uh, Christia Freeland's, was it grandfather, father, grandfather, Nazi was just discovered that German foreign minister Baerbach's grandpa, I think, was hardcore nazi uh and then meanwhile these same people want to call people like 
me fascist or Nazi or neo-fascist when my gra I could play the Holocaust card. You know, my grandfather was for six months prisoner of the Croatian Nazi regime, which was basically under the German Nazi uh, regime. And so the West is full of them. Um, and it's it's sad, really, that we have this cancer um, in the in, in Western politics. And there was also this statement from uh, Ambassador Stepanov, quote, here's the litmus test for Canada's covering up of Nazism. Will the criminal be punished or will he continue to live out his comfortable retirement years in the country that is so proud of its legal standards? Um, I, I did want to get your thoughts. You've, you've been writing some good pieces over at your Substack, winterchristian.substack.com. And one that we hadn't discussed was published just yesterday. Context of the Alex Jones, David Icke, and Elon Musk debates. And so I, I watched that, and apparently Elon Musk called in uh, to Alex Jones's show with David Icke. I mean, it's unmistakable that that is his voice, and um, I think they're friendly enough that they can, uh, you know, they're able to contact each other and, and and get them on. And David Icke spoke here yesterday, and again, you know, from my view, I was kind of brought sucked into the world of Alex Jones because of a lot of the stuff that he was talking about that were true, right? 9-11 and, and things like that, but also because he had said he was Christian. But then you see that he continues to blaspheme. A real mm. Christian is not going to continually, you know, maybe people make mistakes, but consistently blaspheme, use curse words, uh, promote Gnosticism, anti-Christian anti um, ideology. And so, you know, David Icke yesterday was basically talking about like Samsara and all this sort of new agey type stuff um which really doesn't float my boat but uh, tell us about your your piece how you saw that discussion and, and what's going on with uh, the mammies the mainstream alternative media yeah so you know if people just sort of wade into the middle of this i don't think they'll understand what's going on why david ike and alex jones would be arguing with each other and how elon musk fits into the picture so i wrote this substack to to explain what's going on here um, Alec, a lot of people don't even realize Alex Jones still does broadcasts and is, isn't on the air and stuff like that. But um, so basically, uh, David Icke has been trying to present himself as being the true alternative media and is created a label called MAM, which stands for Mainstream Alternative Media, to you know basically smear anybody who refuses to go all the way like he does. You know, he theoretically he's uh, because he's willing to talk about. Elon Musk being a fraud and, you know, he sort of hints at Donald Trump being controlled opposition and, and and these things. And he lumps Alex Jones in with the mainstream alternative media, even though he hosts his videos on Bandot Video and, you know, obviously profits from that relationship. And so Alex Jones was very upset. He wanted to invite him on to try to prove to David Icke and to David Icke's followers that he wasn't a ma'am. He wasn't one of these sell out uh, corporate you know people and um david ike basically brushed off everything he was saying and refused to you know acknowledge his talking points that they were basically agreeing on all these different things and it got really weird because by the end they were hosting the whole talk simultaneously on infowars but also on twitter spaces or x spaces and so elon musk calls in to the program under a pseudonym, uh, Adrian Dittman is what he calls himself. He's got a fake account. And, 
you know, it's it's clearly his voice. He talks the same way. He's not trying to basically hide it at all, except for denying that it's him. And then they get into a debate between David Icke and Elon Musk, where they're, it's one of the most strange um, discussions because in theory, these guys are all part of this alternative media landscape. They're all these heroes of free speech and they're all these rebels against the establishment. But you have, you have, uh, Elon Musk, who's a military contract, you know, uh, eugenicist, transhumanist, uh, David Icke is, is calling him out for wanting to plant chips in people's brains and using DARPA research to, to do this. And he's right, of course. But then Elon Musk turns around and says, well, you, in your own claims, say that the entire world is a simulation, that real life what we call real life is a simulation that it's not real that we're trapped in this prison in our consciousness and that the only way to escape is to die and that you're basically advocating for a genocide of humanity in order to liberate uh mankind from this prison we call life and so basically the argument is why not give people brain chips and hook them into the simulation and unlock our hidden potential powers basically hack the video game that we are living in called reality and uh, max it out and see what we can get away with instead of going with the Gnostic mystic meditation and transcendental side of things that David Icke might push to escape the prison through a psychic uh, system of some kind of mysticism. And, you know, Alex Jones is sitting in the middle of these two crazy p evil sounding people um, just sort of laughing and not taking a side because he wants to be this figurehead that can, you know, be the big tent that everybody rallies within and it's his show, but he's not taking a side. He's not calling out either of their ridiculous talking points. And so I had to write about it because it, to me, it just struck me as exposing all three at once as being frauds. I mean, Alex Jones has been ranting about uh, brain chips and AI and all these things for as long as David Icke has basically but now that he relies on X, he relies on Elon Musk's platform to get his message out because he was unbanned. Now suddenly he doesn't, you know, he's very uh, reasonable with what Elon Musk is saying. He's basically playing devil's advocate there. D David Icke is rightfully pointing out the hypocrisy there. And, um, and meanwhile, Icke's message is no better because he's a Gnostic. That's a classic Gnostic view is that life is a prison created by evil spirits to trap us in a materialistic plane of existence and that death is the way to liberate people. So just an insane conversation. If you can actually unravel and understand what's happening. I mean, it's, it's uh, when you speak of Alex Jones, it's a bit of a Faustian bargain, right? Deal with the devil. Uh, you know, I've had Russian affiliated news, like in telegram, you know, geopolitics live, which is part of Sputnik, uh, trying to get in contact with me to cross post. Uh, they would post my, geopolitics and empire stuff on on their big channel and vice versa and i'm like even though that would help me grow um and for p potential new subscribers i'm like no i want to be non-affiliated you know i want to go with what i think is the truth even if it's going to cost me money and you're this is that deal with the devil that a lot of alt media is making now well hmm you know, if I talk a little bit less about this, I'll get these benefits, stay on this platform. 
So yeah, that's that that's and 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 you know there there are people listening that would have different views. They'll disagree with Terry um, and with myself because Terry and I are Christians. And and uh, but I just feel the thing with David Ike. He seems to be the most accurate beyond musk and, and jones except for that you know 10 percent where he's saying our salvation comes from this new age gnostic satanic in my in my opinion i think it's the you know it's theosophy they asked him yesterday who are your influences and he doesn't say he says it's anyone who um is open to the truth and it's like come on every all of us have people that influenced our thought process and he won't um say it so you know he gets it right on a lot of the material world stuff but as soon as he gets to the spiritual i think that's where and for you know for for christians that's like that that spells doom because ultimately you're sending people to eternal hell directing them away from god christ and the bible and and uh you know at the end of the day not even this new world order stuff matters because we're all gonna die whether in the algorithm ghetto or not uh and the real important thing is eternity where are you going to be uh for eternity any lost last thought on that before we jump to break terry yeah well david ike uh, actually was a major topic with james delling poll too that was an interesting thing he had had a big conversation uh, a debate live on a stage in uh in in liverpool or something like that um you know and they were having an argument about gnosticism and about where everything stands so this is a bigger conversation that's happening and I think we need to be discussing this more. I think very few people are talking about what you and I are bringing up because it's difficult to, you know, constructively criticize some of the folks that we grew up being influenced uh, by, right? Alex Jones and, and David Icke and Elon Musk. Yes, he does, he's doing some, some good things, but ultimately um, it's a long game. And uh, those good things that he's doing now are going to facilitate some of the bad things that he wants to do down the line all right it's it's time for our break uh, wolfpox.com is terry's website you can check out his books fire in the rabbit hole uh, among others winterchristian.substack.com we'll be right back de-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective the cyclone that's in the north of australia is kind of unusual for an el nino season that's because we have not really had an el nino season this year in australia the southern oscillation index the longest running measure of the enso or el nino la nina has not cooperated at all and we knew this was a problem way back in the northern hemisphere fall in our spring because we weren't seeing a lot of typhoons. Usually when you have a big El Nino, you have a lot of typhoons going off and we had the third lowest typhoon production on record. So something funky was going on. However, that Southern Oscillation Index is going to crash for the month of February, which means that our fall should be average in Australia. Now I'm bringing all this up because that crash in February is linked to severe cold in the United States and Europe for February into March. And we're seeing another ferocious storm attacking Norway now. A lot of heavy rain is coming into Europe over the next week. Now the two times that happened, it turned frigid in Europe. Same thing is going to happen. Mid-February to mid-March will be frigid in Europe. You see all these storms crashing into the United States? Well, guess what? It's going to turn frigid in the United States. In fact, for much of the United States, the worst of the winter is on the way. And just think, it all hinges on looking at the weather around Australia. Isn't that nice? Hands across the water. Australia, the States, 
and Europe. Kumbaya. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. Hi, I'm Susan Lucci. I never thought about heart disease until I had my own heart event. At first, like so many other women out there, I ignored my symptoms. A slight pressure on my chest, shortness of breath. I thought, I don't have time to be sick. I had a, a 90% blockage in my main artery and a 75% blockage in the adjacent artery. I received two stents in my arteries, stents developed through research funded by the American Heart Association. Those stents saved my life. I'm so grateful to the American Heart Association. Their research helped save my life. I can enjoy life with my children, my grandchildren, and my friends. Please, listen to your heart. The only reason I'm here today is because I did. Learn more about the American Heart Association's life-saving work at helpheart.org. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. All right, we are back with Terry Wolf and... Um, I lost my spot in the chat. Someone was posting some interesting stuff. Uh, here it is. Someone, uh, FNL channel says, I heard Elon and Alex are merging their act with brain chips. Makes me sick, to be honest, to see these people for exactly who and what they are. Um, one thing you mentioned in your article, uh, Terry, that an unknown Israeli company designed the band that video and donated it to Alex Jones. I'd never heard that is there any source for that yeah actually there is a source um i found out about that through brendan o'connell um he has a youtube channel that he's been very vocally uh trying to expose alex jones and i couldn't find you the source myself but he played an actual clip uh, a video clip of alex jones talking about how he got band.video and he said that, and it was sort of just like a mumbling aside thing. He wasn't making a big deal about it, but he did say that there was an Israeli firm of some kind that had uh, designed Van Dot video and basically just handed it to him after he got banned from everywhere and said, here, you know, you can use this to host your videos. So that's right from Alex Jones's mouth. Uh, I saw it on Brendan O'Connell's channel. I couldn't dig that up if I wanted to, but I saw it. It's out there. That is fascinating. And um, yeah, we were discussing during the break um, just my experience at uh, the Greater Reset in Anarchapulco. And again, I respect everyone. There's no one, I don't dislike anyone or hate anyone. Um, but again, we have our own religions, right? And faiths. And I think, again, what's not being discussed is that in the alt media, there is this anti-Christian faith now. And a lot of the speakers now are talking about um let's say the guru stuff and and spirituality and god and and all these different things which i don't know for me at the end of the day it's like a lot of mumbo jumbo it's like eat pray love type stuff and it's not conclusive it's just wishy-washy and it's just like i listen to them and i'm still like i don't understand what they're talking about it's a lot of it's almost like um you know baha'i type stuff where you're 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 putting together your own religion. You're piecing it together from all these uh, theosophic New Age Gnostic things. And ultimately, you're, you're, it's the conclusion is like you are God and you can do whatever you want. And, um, and, and any, we've any talked final... about, yeah, we've talked about oneness as a major movement. 
uh, the oneness religious principle, the interfaith movement, as it's also called. Theosophy doesn't call itself a religion, but it is a study of interfaith, interreligious studies designed to show that they all have this mystical layer that connects them, even if they disagree on the outward principles and the, you know, you worship Jesus, I worship this guy, I I follow him as my guide or whatever. Theosophy is the movement that tries to say, no, they're all connected behind the scenes on the mystical level. So once you become a mystic, then you do have this oneness. And so that's why they want to shed off all the the Bible and these these religious texts in particular and churches and stuff like that and merge from behind the scenes. And one of the things I think I'm going to write about in my Substack is how we are always warning about a one world government, which is the political and economic side of things, but nobody's warning about the one world religion that has to basically go with it or else there'll still be all these dividing lines. And once you see it that way, we can't just unify blindly into this you know, big hive mind that we all agree on the same religious mystical level. And then we, you know, we join in. It's the same thing. It's a new age religion for a new world order, as far as I'm concerned. And the new age is the age of Aquarius that I keep writing about and trying to warn about. So, and, and, and the green movement is sort of the driving force, I think, on the political level, but it also ties in there too, where it's sort of an earth worship religion and uh and it's tied into this death cult that's it's all what i call the green world order for that reason and um i would say that ties directly in with this political crazy article that uh, that you found that yeah, be, blows be, my be, mind before, yeah before jumping into that i thought i'd mention one of the speakers yesterday you know this very nice lady beth martins i think was her name um she actually cited crowley alistair crowley she said as above so below uh, so again, mm -hmm. that's just one clear example of some of the stuff that's going on. They're pushing Crowley, Crowley, right? Um, among other such beliefs, Crowley was known as the most sinister, the evilest man of the 20th century. There's rumors that I think it's true that he actually did participate in child and human blood sacrifice. And there are things that they did as part of like his i won't go any further but if you research his version of communion um go and research that if you've got the stomach for it but i i will i will not say discuss that stuff on, on tnt it's just unbelievable some of the things that crowley was involved when um and but yeah the, the this article from politico it's i think it needs to be discussed that the mainstream is speaking in such a way what what, what do you make of it I mean, right under the the headline is, here's your life in 2040, if the EU's climate plan works. I thought this, at first when you showed this, I thought this was a like an, ex, an expose. It was a warning about how dystopian it sounds, but it's actually a, a promotion of it. Um, you're supposed to have so much guilt as, you know, a, a, as a regular person today with your carbon footprint that you're going to seek out and and appreciate these plans to basically absolve you of your 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 sinful criminal ways the subtitle is fewer stakes a carbon nutra score on food labels bike shares galore and incentives to downsize once your kids move out 
And some of the stuff in here is, I mean, we warn about these things, but then they just come out and advertise it as a good thing. It's it's like they say, um, Europeans now cycle more and eat less. Rural areas are populated. They're envisioning the future, okay? So this, they're talking as if it is 2040. Uh, rural areas are populated by fewer cows on the ground and more electrical cables overhead. Wow, what a wonderful thought that is. Not a single coal miner is left in the EU, but green manufacturing jobs are booming. In short, a 90% cut by 2040 has required Europe to remodel its economy, alter its landscapes, and change its lifestyles. And uh, And it says, take a look at your fridge contents. Maybe there's emissions labeling on packaging, like a Nutri-Score, but for carbon intensity. Perhaps you bought those faux meat sausages because they were cheaper than the real thing. The introduction of emissions pricing for food has driven up meat prices. That's already happening in Canada for sure with our carbon tax. Meat is just outrageously expensive in Canada currently. I can't imagine how much worse it's going to be. And of course, it's to destroy farmers. Uh, it says farmers' income sources have also changed dramatically, with many taking advantage of the EU's new carbon removal market to earn money just for storing CO2 on their land, especially areas previously used for grazing or growing crops to feed animals. So they'll just pay you to destroy your family farm and to lose those vital skills to be able to create food, to create abundance, to do anything. You just allow them to grow slime in labs and sell it to you at outrageous prices um and and there's so many things you could quote here um but it, it's definitely not true that uh that these fake meat products are better for the environment there's been studies done on that as well so i don't know what you all take away from this but it, it just seems like a blatant advertisement for the collapse of uh civilization yeah that's what it is i mean they they go further right they say some governments have introduced measures to halt halt the rise in living space for the average european as more people live alone driving up demand for energy and uh, materials uh, the new measures range from personal co2 allowances to programs and tax incentives helping couples move into more compact housing once their kids have moved out and they also say there's another trend that's likely to drive people to drive people into smaller or more crowded accommodation it's like to drive people to condition them to live in a prison yeah cell um again total neo-feudalism their and their obsession of this term of, of carbon carbon like quantifying everything now carbon is the new currency it's yeah I, I don't know how far I don't know how far we're going to get into this system um Terry um uh, real quick any thought you th you think we're going to it's it's a ruse or what I think this is just to destabilize economies before they get more serious about depopulation All right maybe we can get more into that on the other side Terry will be with us uh, our to check out wolfpox.com and uh, winterchristian.substack.com uh, you can check out his interview with James Dellingpole. Uh, and also, feel free to call in. We'll be right back.